Aleluia! Aleluia! Thank you, men of God. I want to praise God for his faithfulness this morning. I want to thank God for our presiding bishop and pastor Lady Chris for giving me an opportunity to stand at the pulpit. Hallelujah. I also want to thank the women. There are some dynamic women in this house. Hallelujah. But they invited me all the way from Florida to come and share with you this morning. So I want to say happy Mother's Day to all of us again. I know that God is doing some awesome things in your lives. And I want to thank you for allowing God to use you as seed bearers. Amen. Now, you are not a mother because you give birth to a child. You are a mother because you are a nurturer. Hallelujah. And God has a purpose for your life. Amen. So this morning, I thank God for the opportunity to share from the theme, a fresh thought, discovering purpose. This is our year of new beginnings. And so we know that God has a purpose for us. That is why he gave us a new beginning. Hallelujah. I also believe that there's a Kairos moment, a special time that God is working with us, in us, and through us to become world changers. And if we know what it means to be a harvester, it's not easy work. I like to say I'm a farmer. Amen? I love gardening. But it's one thing to plant and be laboring to keep the weeds from covering and destroying the crop. It's another thing to be a successful harvester. Because when the crop is ready, and as a harvester, you are not ready. You could lose all of your labor. You could lose all of your crop. Because there are many, many, many other things that want to have some of the harvest. Hallelujah. So I want us to prepare our hearts this morning to understand our purpose so that we not lose our harvest. That the name that we bear will be relevant for generations to come. Let us pray. Father, we thank you this morning for all that you have done and all that you are doing in our midst. We want to thank you, Lord, that we belong to you. You purchased us with an awesome price. We who were Gentiles, 
were outside of the covenant that you had established with your son Israel. Today, you have included us. You have brought us in and you have done everything that is necessary to help us to fulfill destiny in you. Father, unless you speak through me this afternoon, I have nothing to say. But I trust you and I thank you that you have given me a word for your people. And Lord, that this word will be a seed that is planted on good ground. And I will bear fruit. I give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. You see, I already told you that I love to garden. My father was a farmer, he was a mechanic, he was a driver. He was plenty of things. And I think some of, some of the things that I love to do, I must have taken it from my father's side. And then the artistic aspect of my life comes from my mother's side. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Somebody sent me some bitter ball, guarding eggs for some of you who don't know the name bitter ball. All the way from Minnesota. They sent me some guiding eggs and then they sent me another relative to the guiding egg that we call Kitty as Liberians. I enjoyed myself, I ate it, but I always leave a seat. So I took one bit of ball and I put it aside. And I said, Well, get ripe enough and then I will plant it. Then I took three kittelies. And I put it aside. One year passed. I forgot about it. And then I came back to replant my garden this year. And I remembered. I still have the, I wonder if it's still good. So I went and I got it. The thing was so hard, I had to use a hammer to break it. Yeah. Yeah. It just had gotten so hard. But here's the funny thing. When you don't know about the seed, you'll make mistake. And I'm talking about something that God has planted on the inside of you already, that is already there. He's already nurtured it, and you just need to discover it. So, after I broke that thing open, I planted it in a pot. I used that little pot as a nursery. Ten days later, do you know everything that God creates has a time and a season to fulfill its purpose? Hallelujah. They think we can just sprout. <laughs> it filled the pot. I have more than 200 better boy plants. Seriously, I have no place to plant it. And I'm looking at the thing, the kettle in the pot is full. Every pepper seed, every bell pepper I cook, I keep the seed, I dry it, I put it in a, in a glass jar. Now listen, even the seed has wisdom. If you put that seed in a plastic jar, within weeks it will die. But you put it in a glass jar, you can keep it for years. You know why? Because our seed recognizes the glass as sand. Don't you know that glass is made from sin? So the seed will live for years. 
in a jar. Hallelujah. Now God created you. And he created you with a purpose in mind. He said, let us make man after our image, in our image and after our likeness. So God put himself on the inside of us. Now somebody said, but God is so powerful. Why doesn't God just, just you know, control us? If he wants us to fulfill destiny, then God's word will not be true of himself. Because God is a God of choice. It was his choice to create us. So he didn't want to create little robots. If he had created us as robots and didn't give us free will to choose, then we would have not been created in his image and after his likeness. Are you walking with me this morning? Hallelujah. So, when God created us, in fact, the word is interesting. So God said it in Genesis 1.26, and then God did it. What did he do? He said, verse 27 says, So God created man in his own image. After the likeness of God created he him, male and female created he them. And if you jump to chapter 5 of Genesis, it says in the day when God created man, male and female, he created them, he called their name Adam. Oh! <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen. God had a purpose of creating you. Because by the time you get to verse 28 of Genesis chapter 1, it says, and God did what? Bless them. And God said unto them, five things. Be fruitful. That means be productive. Hallelujah. Multiply. That means grow exponentially. That means replenish. Then he said, replenish the earth. When something is pledged, Plenished, that means it is sufficient. So something lost its sufficiency, and God gave us that mandate. Hallelujah. To replenish the earth. And then he says, subdue it. God, when I give you something, we're all giving you the ability to control it. So he gave us control. He says, subdue it. Then he said, finally, have dominion over it. That means what? Rule it. God gave you rulership. But we are walking in fear. And we know the scripture says that fear, the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear. So where did fear come from? Fear was the first baptism we have from the devil. Right in the garden you are eating. When he convinced them and changed their perspectives and changed the way they were seeing things, when he began to control men through the loss of the eyes, the loss of the flesh, and the pride of life, oh, we begin to see differently from how God wanted us to see. Hallelujah. Now, did you know that all of the temptations that 
our Lord went through after he was baptized by John the Baptist had to do with the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Did you know? Let me just ask a question. How many of you know that nobody taught a baby where the mother's breast is? How many of you know that that's the desire of the flesh? That we were born with that desire. That's why you are struggling to fast. Did you know that? Hallelujah. By the time presiding preacher announced a fast, you start rejecting his truth. Oh my God. He's coming to suffer us again. Hallelujah. But he's helping you in a church. Because for me, I can tell him if you're fasting, says to says you're not fasting. Mm-hmm. Because many days I go hungry. I saw better running up and down, forget to eat. I come when I'm facing something to eat around about 7 o'clock in the I didn't fast. It was a whole day of fasting, but I wasn't committed to that fast. Hallelujah. So if I'm going to commit to a fast to fulfill God's purpose in my life, I will take that seven-day fast with water only. Mm-hmm. Try it sometime. You'll see what will happen to you. Because those of all who fasting say, I'm casting no stones over we know ourselves. By three o'clock, we start looking at the time, say, almost six. I think I can break my fast now. In fact, I got to take my medication. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Nothing spoil. Amen. But I want to challenge you to go one step higher, one step further to fulfill your purpose in Him. So, he called us to exercise dominion in what I call a progressive process. Putting back what does, what goes missing, bringing it into our control, becoming productive, growing exponentially. How many of you know that's why we changed the name? That's why God inspired our presiding bishop to say, you change your name now to harvest. Because we're just sitting and we are built on tabernacles. Hallelujah. And when join our listen, when we just come to the prayer meeting, we didn't see, but our neighbor doesn't know who God is. Our own children don't know who God is. Our parents don't know who God is. Hallelujah. Now, we failed, we disobeyed. But God restored us. From the Garden of Eden, we were restored. Now when Jesus went to the cross, way back then, when the problem first rose up, it says that we were trying to, to, to reform ourselves. We were trying to cover our nakedness with leaves. He said, where? He walking in the garden. Where are you? And then Adam says, we were naked. And so we're hiding ourselves. Who told you you were naked? You already gotten baptized with that spirit of fear. And for some of us, that fear is still controlling us. We are afraid to die. We are afraid to grow. We are afraid to step out. We are afraid to do what God has called us to do. We are questioning God. We have, some of us have laid almost 25 fleeces. 
God, are you really talking to me? Tell her happy. Let her. God, so where is your faith now? Hmm? You didn't know that what you don't see, but you believe. That's the crux of the matter when it comes to faith. Hallelujah. And see again. Hmm. But I believe it. God said it. I will do it. Hallelujah. I can't understand it yet. But if God has spoken it, it is settled for me. I remember, <laughs> oh, we're waiting until October to vote. But when Bishop has shared with us in Florida that we are changing our name and he, gave, he shared with us why and what God has said, I got a record to show it. I reincorporated my church in Florida in July. I'm not waiting for October because God said, if you who vote for it, who doesn't vote for it at the business? Hallelujah. And God proved himself strong on our behalf. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen. Hebrews tells us that our Lord restored us it is he who conquered fear at Calvary. While at the same time he conquered death. Hallelujah. So we shouldn't be afraid to die. How many of you said in this sanctuary day afternoon can say, Pastor, I, I'm bold as a lion. I'm not afraid to die. Hmm. I asked a question. I see no hints. <laughs> Hallelujah. He is the one who now represents Adam's race in the heavenlies. We hear this all the time. We know about grace. We were not deserving of it. But he did it anyway for his glory. He wasn't waiting for us to trust and believe. He went ahead and did it. So why are we still struggling? Why are we still walking in fear? Hallelujah. You see, there is a preparation to rediscover our purpose, which has also been accomplished when Pastor Mama was leading the communion time right now. She said, when Jesus hung on our cross, the sixth word that proceeded from his mouth was, it is accomplished. It is finished. Every year we go through that process of the seven words of the cross. But how many of us believe it? If we believe it, why are we still struggling? Because some of us see this book as a fairy tale. Some of us think you're too high, and the enemy say, yeah, it's too high for you to understand it. Just put it down. Don't read it. Some of us are having issues. When we pick it up to read, we get sleepy. So we put it down. We don't read it anymore. Hallelujah. We are distracted. Praise the Lord. Let me remind us this morning of a few things. 
we are in a dispensation of knowing and understanding the mystery of Christ. Hallelujah. This is what is called the church age. He brought together Jews and Gentiles as one body according to the book of Ephesians. And it is the church. And he has connected heaven and earth in himself. For our own understanding, let me just share with you. The Lord helped me understand this some years ago. He said literally, there are only three rare entities in the earth. They are the Jews, who are the original covenantal people of God. The whole bunch of us were Gentiles. And then when Jesus came, and he settled the case, the handwriting that was against us. As the Bible says in Ephesians 2, he brought two groups together. He brought the Jews and he brought the Gentiles and he established the third order, the church. And all of us who believe on the Lord Jesus, it is he who said, I built my church. Some people say, Pastor, I know you, you, you started a church in Florida. I said, I love you. I just had a passion for Jesus. And I saw that I had been invited to a place that was not of God, even though it carried the name of God. They call it Christ Church. But the, the welcome package that they gave me, the first time I visited that church in Florida, had a photo of a man in the Philippines who they claim is Christ's return. So if I had not read the book, that's why we need to read the book. Hallelujah. You see, the day he was going up in Acts chapter 1, the angel said, you men of Galilee, why are you standing up your gaze in the sky? They seem Jesus that you see going up right now. He will come back in like manner. Jesus said, every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. So there should be no reason why we are confused. There should be no reason why we are running here and there, to and fro. Who else is running to and fro? <laughs> you have to be in company with that other one who's running to and fro. You shall be settled, grounded, rooted. Your faith is to be stable. Hallelujah. In the one and only one. Hallelujah. You see, we have obtained an inheritance in him for his purpose and according to his purpose who works all things after the counsel of his own will. We are called according to his purpose. That's why no matter what we go through, Paul calls us to understand that all things, say all things, all things work together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Not your own purpose, not my own purpose. I've been preaching for years that there are three ways to serve God, but only one is correct. 
You can't say, I got my way of serving God. That my way. Then I have to arise and say, yeah, myself, I have my way of serving God. It is wrong. Jesus declared, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man comes under the Father except he comes through me. So we, those, even here they have uniforms. So here is the thing that the Holy Spirit opened my eyes to see. All of us here, we are vying, trying to enter the school of eternal life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. There's only one uniform required. Now you can wear any uniform you want to wear. You can wear Buddha uniform if you want. You can wear Confucius uniform if you want. You can wear Islam uniform if you want. You can wear Hindu uniform if you want. You will not be able to enroll at the school of eternal life. Oh. You want to enter the school of eternal life? Jesus Christ. He's the uniform. He has done everything that he said he would do. He has kept his word. He has established it. It is written in stone. Hallelujah. And then he gave us something for us to understand. And you know, sometimes I wonder why we don't understand this thing. We're struggling. Hallelujah. Listen to what Jesus said before he went to heaven. From the first day he rose from the dead. Do not leave Jerusalem. Until the promise of the Father comes upon you. As John baptized with water. So you will be baptized that many days from now with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Yes. I'm trying to right now. I'm trying to follow my bishop. I got a manual that I started writing. The title of that manual is... The Holy Ghost, the missing link. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can come to church and we can bounce and we can jump, we can dance. Some of us even have the Holy Spirit, but we can wait for a special feeling. When that special feeling comes, and then we start saying, you see the Holy Ghost giving to you, Jephthah, speaking tongues. You didn't hear that God told Moses, Moses, I have separated. A hisemek, a holier. <laughs> I fill them with the spirit, with the spirit of God, to do all manner of workmanship. So presently, I'm an architect. I didn't have to go to architecture school, but I got the architect of the architect living inside me, so I can create stuff. Hallelujah! You don't believe it? If they dare, the Lord help you to go to Liberia, see my house. That I restructured every room I gave a theme. I just stood in the church and said, Who are the builders in this house? Y'all come, I want to hire y'all. I put my team together and refurbished my house that was broken down to the ground. Where did those concepts come from? Hmm, Holy Spirit inside me. Hallelujah. The one who 
is in you who is speaking to you. Some of us, we are so stubborn until we have grieved the Holy Spirit because we have ignored him. He wants to work in us. He's telling you forgive. You say, ah, that thing is too painful. I'm not able to forgive. They have not come to apologize. You still waiting for apology? Hallelujah. When he's speaking to you, the architect, the one who gave empowerment to the spoken word. It says before the word spoke, he was hovering over the deep, dark places. He was trying to, to, to exude the power of the living God. And you see that same anointing is in you. We call him the anointing. But he is the Messiah being revealed in us. And if we obey his voice, the exploits that we will do, those who know that God shall be what? Strong! And shall do exploits. So you know your God. How come you're not doing exploits? Because you have hindered the work of the Spirit of grace. You have frustrated the grace of God. You believe, but you are, un you are believing unbelievers. Let me say it that way. Many of us are believing unbelievers. You know something a lot of my eyes are see recently, and I've taken all of my vocabulary. I got my little pocket, I can call it my arsenal. Because the Holy Spirit open your eyes. You need to put those things that you open your eyes to, in your arsenal. So we're talking something. And we're praying in our prayer meeting. And then somebody say, God, you able. God, you able. We all can be saying, I think, God, you able. I say, I was so angry. I was agitated in my spirit. I said, I'll stop it. God, not able. God is working. God is doing. Because you see, I'm going to share up here to sit down. You know if it's safe to sit up here. Hallelujah. I could be sitting down here like this. Amen. It's obvious I'm able to walk, but not walking. I'm sitting. So we can be thinking we're boosting our faith, but we're limiting our faith. God is not only able, God has done it, He is doing it. God is working, hallelujah. So, you want to limit your little faith. Then he said, God, if it's your will. Lord, I know you able, but as long as I have a prayer, you pray. You. Hallelujah. But you're not doing anything. You're not fulfilling purpose. You're not making yourself do what God has called you to do. Some of us don't even understand so Paul prayed for us. Hallelujah. First, Jesus prayed for us. He prayed that we'll love one another. Hallelujah. Yet we allow the enemy to sow discord among us because of our selfish ambitions. Mm -hmm. Our Lord prayed for our unity in John 17. Yet we choose to walk in this unity. 
He asked the Father that we will be sanctified through the truth. And he declared that his word, his word is truth. Yet many of us doubt and disbelieve his word by not actualizing his word in our lives. Oh, we have a beef against who we call doubting Thomas. But how many of us have a Thomasine attitude? Hallelujah. How many of us are Rhoda, what I call Rhoda Dians? Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. We pray, we pray. Then I said, the Lord answered the prayer. He said, what? No. I think that Peter's spirit. I think they have killed Peter. We still pray like this today. We boast in the world, but our attitudes are wrong. Our perceptions are wrong. Hallelujah. Our expectations are all almost near zero. Because now when God raises a person like me up, I tell you, I say, I know a seven-day miraculous goal. Now my own portion here right now. Hallelujah. When he raised me up, well many believers will call me. I said, praise the Lord. The Lord hit me, Pastor Taylor, you sure? Pastor Anna, you sure? I said, I'm not doing positive confession here. Hallelujah. The same God who my husband wallet got lost in our uh, 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 Orlando Airport. Every year we get more than three million visitors. Hele money was inside his credit card, everything. How he dropping, we know. I went to the airport. Seven, we prayed. Then he said, Well, you need to, he called me from Liberia. He said, You need to see how you can, you can find out how I can get my, 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 my license back. I, I said, Just stop it. Don't spoil our prayer. We finish praying, and we know God answers prayer. Hallelujah. The airport ain't coming seven days later and say, Can't pick up your husband's wallet. Somebody found our wallet and turned it into lost and found, and nothing was missing from the wallet. I came back from Liberia. I said, I won't grow my own bit of leaf here. I wrapped three sticks in plastic bag, put in my suitcase. My suitcases left in Casablanca. I came here to Washington, and I was telling the people, maybe I will not get it again. And then the people saying to me, just fill all your address. Seven days later, my suitcases came by FedEx in Florida. Hallelujah. But here's the amazing thing. When I open my suitcases, my three bitter leaf sticks have grown leaves. I'm not exaggerating you. I'm talking, talking about the God that we serve. The one who does the impossible. That's why you hear me say, my God is a seven-day miraculous God. I didn't have mild strokes. Some people say, oh, maybe you recover quick because I didn't have mild stroke. My whole left side was paralyzed. I was wearing pampas. 
I was doing everything on myself. Excuse the expression. I lost my dignity. And I told God, you didn't create me to sit down, lay down inside a bed, or be in wheelchair, or be walking around with king, not sure where I'm going with my, my arm crippled, and my, look, I'm not trying to mock anybody who's going through that. One of my friends called me and said, they need to take that telephone from you, because you just own their phone. Every time I look, you are on WhatsApp. So I smiled to myself. I said, she doesn't, she has to discover what I know. Hallelujah. So I wrote her a text. And I said to her, because Jesus said it, if you have faith as a mustard seed, I wrote her, I said, every one of us have been given a certain measure of faith. The way you utilize your measure of faith will determine your outcome that will usher you to your destiny. You're going to be saying, Amen, Amen. You're not prepared to practice what I'm talking to. Hallelujah. I listen to a bishop's sermon religiously. This house is filled with the word. But we are still struggling. We still feel initiated. We still feel like somebody can come and help us up and push us again. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Look at what Paul prayed. I got a few minutes left. He prayed, he said, that we will be given the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him that we will know Jesus for ourselves. To know what the hope of his calling is. To know what the riches of the glory of his inheritance is in the saints. Do you understand that you have an inheritance? Do you know that inheritance has been guaranteed by the deposit of the Holy Spirit inside you? And like the engagement ring that a young man, he sees the fine girl, and he says, I'm going away to the war front, but I want a girl to be careful for me. So he put an engagement ring on a girl. Do you know once I get engagement ring, is accepted. She's exclusively his. She can't be taking here and there again. She can't be playing around anymore. Do you know that? Why are you playing around when you have been engaged with the Holy Ghost? Why are you still looking for something here, there, you know, to be an enlightenment? Why are you, some of you, still joining fraternities and secret societies? Do you not know? that you have been engaged, the deposit has been made upon your life that guarantees your inheritance. Hallelujah. Don't you understand that he paid the bride price for you already? And we are still fooling around. Let God help us. Paul said, I want you to know what the exceeding greatness of his power is toward us who believe. According to the mighty power, this is the same power 
Hallelujah. That raised Christ from the dead and set Christ at God's own right hand in the heavenly realm. Far above all principalities and power, might and dominion. Every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And he has put all things under his feet. Hallelujah. And gave him to be the head of all things to the church, which is his body. The fullness of him that fills all in all. Jesus, the Messiah, the anointing that dwells in us. The one who is sinned is the same one who gave gifts unto men. Some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Why? For the perfecting of the saints. You don't have Holy Ghost for nothing. The Holy Ghost is your teacher. He is your revealer. But how many of us, you know, I watch people pray many times. So now I can go wreck my body, people. No, be praying. Oh God, oh God. We're praying with our understanding. Then for one or two seconds, we'll say, Oh God. I said, Do you know if you just pray the Holy Ghost, just exercise will strengthen your body. Do you know the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues will make your man, your spirit man, a giant? Do you know when you pray and pray in the Holy Ghost, when you get from that place of prayer, do you know you feel like you can take the whole world and you can take down territories of the enemy? Hallelujah. Why are we not engaging the Holy Spirit as we shoot? Why are we struggling with our walk? Struggling with what people say about us. Struggling about what people think about us. Hallelujah. Listen. He says here that speaking, let me go back. So, he says the reason why we have been giving these gifts or we have been made these gifts is for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the church, which is the body of Christ. What is the result? When we are empowered like this and have been empowered like this, we come in the unity of the faith. We have knowledge of the Son of God. We grow into a perfect man. We keep growing until we resemble Christ one. Hundred percent. If I were to ask you, what is the skill right now? Where are you? How much do you resemble Christ? What would be your answer? Hallelujah. You see, why is this happening? So that through our maturity, we will no longer behave like children. Hallelujah. We will no longer behave like what? Children who can make up our minds and are carried here and there by those who are seeking to deceive through their wicked doctrines. But speaking the truth in love, Paul prayed that we'll grow up into Christ in all things. He is the head. And from Christ, the entire body, fatally joined together and compacted. That means each 
Each part of the body fulfilling its purpose. The body of Christ increases unto the building up of itself in love. Hallelujah. Therefore, do you know and understand the purpose for which you were created? The purpose of which you were born? The purpose of which you were saved? The purpose of which you are filled with the Holy Ghost? There are many denominations and churches. Why did the Lord lead you to harvest? How do you concur with the global vision and the stated purpose of harvest? Do you have a hidden agenda in this room? Or are you connected here with the God-given agenda that the Lord has given to our presiding bishop and later pastor Chris Johnson? I'm closing with this. I want you to search your heart. I want you to know whether you are purposefully fulfilling your purpose. Why are you alive? Your purpose will reveal your pattern for living. When you understand your purpose, your life's goals will change to match your purpose. I know my purpose, so do you know yours? My purpose that I understand, my God-given purpose, is to be relevant to my own generation. To provoke each other to serve God in purity and in truth. But my second, the second level of my agenda for living, my purpose is to impact incoming generations. Hallelujah. If you don't have a purpose, you will become a floater. If you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. That's why the church is shifting. People are coming and going like a bus. They are going from bus stop to bus stop. You got on our bus, you're supposed to be going all the way to, to maybe Rockville Town Center or something. But by the time the bus got up here, you changed your mind and you got off the bus. The bus driver is not concerned. He just look at you, you get down, you get all as you will. That's what I'm saying to the church. The church is like a bus. Don't be concerned, people going in and coming. Listen to me. We are supposed to be the ones who will help each other stay put. There's an old saying, rolling stone doesn't gather any moss. You want to know why you've been in nature five years and nobody say, even knows you? Nobody really knows you. Because you have not been engaging. You have not been involved. You don't want to get involved because it will take too much commitment for you to get involved. I'm challenging you in Jesus today. Get involved. Some of you are apostle material. Some of you are prophet material. Some of you are evangelist material. Some of you are pastors and teachers material, but you're not engaging. You're not getting involved. Who will recognize you? You won't go to another church? Let's see. I decided that many years ago. I got my own wahala. I got my own issues. The people church perfect. But when I joined, I joined it with all my plenty wahala. So that church seems to be perfect. You're looking for a perfect church? It doesn't exist. Because as long as you and myself are part of this ministry, we brought our issues with us. The idea is to learn how to coexist 
allow the Spirit of God, who has already shared the love of God in our hearts, to reign in us and allow Christ to be revealed in us. You women, let me close with this. My time already gone, but let me just close with this. God has called us and he has given us a great mandate to champion the cause of education. Not only do we have many, many schools at our church levels, but now the Lord has called us to initiate an excellent university that will have global impact. That is our calling. If you say you know what your calling is, I already gave you a call today. Hallelujah. The Lord has given us, given us, you and I, he has given us talent. He has given us treasure. Hallelujah. He has given us time. If you choose that you have enough time to even come to church, that the choice you made. If you didn't want a 64-inch or 72-inch television, your income would have been enough for you to do what God called you to do. Let me leave you alone. Hallelujah. You will hear from us concerning the educational mandate. I want to encourage Charlotte and Pastor Mama to get all of these women into the Hewa chat room. So that when we communicate, everybody will get the information. I mean, our, our, our potential, what we are able to do, we cannot even begin to imagine it. Just 85 women raised 3000 3, plus, almost $4,000. Just from giving $35 here, $50 here, three people gave $100. Hallelujah. Can you imagine if a thousand of us just gave $100? I call it dry $100. Do you know in a blink of an eye we could raise $100,000? If 2,000 of us will give that dry $100, that 200000 can you imagine what we could do to impact the nations? Please pray and ask God to forgive you for not knowing your purpose. Hallelujah. God bless you.